Disclaimer, the following actors and actresses in this podcast are students from Research Triangle High School. Kirby, Zach, Trey, and Halima are those students. The information presented has been pulled from various primary sources on the internet. Each link within the script and description of this podcast. Joe Robertson is also an imaginary character created to account for the large array of research presented. The script is meant for educational purposes only. On this episode of Geeks vs. Host, Kirby Cowan will be examining the life cycle of the universe, more specifically, potential ways the universe could end. Researchers on this topic such as the Big Bang, Big Crunch, Heat Death, and the Big Rip will be joining Kirby to report their research on these subjects from primary resources. Good morning, everyone. I am Kirby Cowan, and you are listening to Apes vs. the Podcast Edition. In this show, we examine the most interesting phenomenon in environmental science, from water pollution to the universe. For today's episode, we are going to examine the life cycle of the universe, specifically possible ways the universe could come to an end. Now, there has been several proposed theories concerning the demise of the universe, but perhaps it is best if we start at the beginning. Joining me today is Halima Hassan. And so this part demonstrates the neutrons decaying into protons to create. Halima Hassan is a physicist who studies quantum mechanics on a subatomic level. She has research theories such as the Big Bang. Good morning, Halima. How are you? Good morning, Kirby. I'm doing well. Well, let's get right into it then. The fate of the universe. Now, this has been a topic that has been widely theorized, what with how it ends. But just to give a little bit of context for our listeners, how did we exactly start Halima? Well, Kirby, that's a good question. Now, the most popular and heavily researched theory that we have come up with is the Big Bang Theory. And the premise of this theory is that over time, the universe expanded from a very high temperature and density state, if you will. NASA themselves have conducted various studies on this subject. And they have found that the reactions that have occurred from these changes have created the natural universe as we know it today. So during that time, what sorts of reactions and changes then have occurred? Most of them on the subatomic level. So basically, seconds after the Big Bang, the universe was composed of neutrons, protons, and electrons, and other atomic particles. According to a research piece by Dr. Marcelo Disconzi and his team, as the temperatures in the universe gradually cooled, protons and neutrons collided to create hydrogen isotopes called deuterium. And as time went on, reactions like these continued to form other compounds and elements, such as helium and trace amounts of lithium in space. And what kind of creations or accommodations did those reactions give to the universe? Well, that's the thing, right? Because the universe, like stars and galaxies, they didn't actually exist until 400 million years after the Big Bang. It was during this time that clumps of gas collapsed to form stars and galaxies as we know today. And is there any continuation of these processes or phenomenons today? Well, there has been talk of this concept called dark energy, which was first explained by Robert R. Caldwell at Dartmouth College. Basically, it is said to be a force that has sped up the process of expansion. Then again, this concept has only been theorized by physicists. Therefore, it's difficult to say what degree of impact dark energy has had in the universe's creation. Well, Halima, thank you so much for joining me today. 
I'm sure our audience now has a little bit of context for our universe's existence. Thank you, Kirby. So now that uh, we have covered the universe's creation, there still is the question of how could the universe possibly end. Well, for that, we have brought in three researchers who have researched three possible fates. Deep death is essentially the most likely scenario for the end of the universe, where space continues to expand to the point where there is no usable energy. That's the left. voice of Zach McCarthy, a researcher into the physics of an expanding universe. So, Zach, how exactly do we reach heat death? Well, we have basically been moving towards heat death since the start of the universe. It's all about entropy. According to Stephen Frouchy from the American Association of the Advancement of Science, entropy is often described in many different ways, typically as a measure of disorder in a system. However, entropy can also be used to describe the amount of energy available for work, or... Okay, that's weird. How does that work? Well, to understand that, you really have to define what energy is. Energy is a separation between two states. So if you imagine a power plant, let's say, that uses rising steam to spin a turbine, that steam could not rise if there was no difference in the temperature of the steam and surrounding air. Right, okay. But how does that fit in with the disorder of a system? If you think about it, disorder says that there is no separation between the two states. Consider for a moment a box of red and blue ping pong balls. Initially, the box has these balls separated on the two sides of the box, so there are two states. Now close the box and shake it. Where are the balls now? I don't know. Everywhere, I guess. Exactly. Everywhere. They are now in a state of disorder, which means they can no longer produce usable work. This example also illustrates why the second law of thermodynamics is true. What's that? According to a definition by Scientific American, the second law of thermodynamics states that over time, entropy is given to increase. The box example shows this because after you shake the box, the ping pong balls are disordered. And it's not really because the universe loves disorder, it's because there are many more states of the ping pong balls where they exist in disorder. Imagine how unusual it would be if you shook the box and the ping pong balls were still on their respective sides, or spelled out hello. Oh, okay. So basically entropy increases because it's more likely that a de disordered state will come along. Right. And this is basically a way you can view the history of the universe, through entropy. As Frouchy says, if entropy increases over time, if you go back in time, you must reach a point of maximum entropy. And that's exactly what we find in the Big Bang a point where all the matter and energy was concentrated in one infinitely small point. Okay, that's interesting. How does this factor in with heat death, though? Well, now if you imagine moving forwards in time, you eventually reach a point where there is no more usable energy in the universe. This means that the universe has degraded to the lowest point of entropy. That's what we call heat death. Well, Zach, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us your input on heat death. Thanks, Kirby. Next, we'll move on to another possibility for the end of the universe, the Big Rip. For this, we have brought in leading physicist Trey Kaufman. So tell me, Trey, what exactly is this Big Rip? Well, Kirby, according to Gary Horowitz from the Kavli Institute for Theoretical Physics, the Big Rip is yet another possible end of the universe based largely on the fact that the universe itself is constantly and exponentially increasing. Since this expansion is exponential, the force driving it will eventually become greater than the force of gravity itself. So how does this even cause the death of the universe? Well, as this force of universal expansion continues to increase and increase over time, and overtake the force of gravity, celestial bodies such as planets, stars, and black holes will end up being pulled apart. Eventually, even individual atoms will be pulled apart, marking the end of the universe as we know it, according to Andrew Tolley from Princeton University. How would this even happen? 
This is all proposed to be driven by a force known as dark energy, which I think Halima mentioned earlier. Because of this dark energy, the expansion of the universe could increase the speeds, which we still struggle to quantify, just as Caldwell said. Well, Trey, thanks for speaking on our show. My pleasure, Kirby. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Captain Crunch Cereal whoops all berries is the go-to choice from General Mills that everyone should go to because when you're thinking about expanding your palates in the Bradsford field, you should consider whoops all berries from Captain Crunch. That was General Mills Captain Crunch Cereal, reclaim your crunch time. Speaking of crunch, we are now on to our last impossible fate for the universe, the Big Crunch. For this topic, I have decided to go out myself and meet with another fellow researcher. Hey Kirby. Hey Joe. Well, let me show you around. Joe Robertson is the leader of a quantum science lab located at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. His job is to monitor his fellow researchers as well as observe and record astrophysical behavior. Today though, Joe will be speaking on the so-called Big Crunch. Alright then Joe, what is this Big Crunch? Well, I'm glad you asked. The big crunch is, as appears to be today's theme, yet another possible way that the universe could end. This crunch is essentially an inversion of the Big Bang, with the universe collapsing in on a single point as opposed to expanding from a singularity. How would this even be caused then, if the universe is already expanding, what would lead to it completely collapse on itself? This, complete, uh, this collapse manifests itself as an opposite of the Big Rip, as said by Justin uh, Corey uh, from UPenn. If gravity overtakes the force of a universal expansion, then the universe will collapse under its pull, and thus reverse the process of Big Bang. So, uh, elaborate on that for a second. How does the influence of gravity cause such a powerful, well, force? Well, Based on our observations and experiments on gravity behavior, we have found that gravity is not necessarily slowing down. As I said before, gravity would overtake the force of universal expansion. This means that the rate of the gravitational pull would be accelerating much faster than expansion. When the gravitational pull accelerates, it is most likely that it will drag all existence back into the universe's original singularity. And from there, everything we know will be, well, crunched. So, as a last question, sort of an ending note for our listeners at home, what exactly will, I suppose, everything look like, you know, when we research, uh, when we reach the universe's fate? Well, whatever that fact is, we don't know. I mean, one of the deciding factors that would help us determine which of these uh, fates will most likely happen is dark energy in general. The problem is, we don't really know too much about it. Many physicists at first even denied its existence in the 80s and 90s when calculations were done. And this led to a lack of understanding, much less research concerning dark energy as a whole. As for what is physically come after we reach the end, it has been mostly theorized and not yet experimented with yet. One strong possibility that most physicists, such as Corey from UPenn, have come in that the past 10 years is the potential reformation of the universe, perhaps another Big Bang, with billions of years following that to, to develop other elements and galaxies. Some physicists think that our universe is but another in a long chain of events and of Big Bangs. 
and so is destined to end only so that another may take place. Well, Joe, I do believe that answers all of my questions. Thank you for having me here. Ah, no problem. Thank you for coming out here. Well, that about does it for this week's episode of Apes vs. The Death of the Universe. Tune in next week to listen in on our next episode, Apes vs. Platypuses. A special thank you to all the physicists who helped us to piece together this episode, along with, as always, our production team, and big thanks to our sponsor, General Mills Crap and Crunch Cereal. For their support, you can find a box of my favorite cereal at your local grocery store. This is Kirby Cowan from Apes vs.